0: Hey Miley, we need some intro music
1: (laughs) I like it, I like it, I like it Woman, get it Okay, let's go down that road I didn't see that coming (laughs) There's a surprise (laughs) at every turn Woman, get it
2: Hey there, welcome to another episode of Woman, get it Mandy, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Miley? I am hanging in there. I am just <laughs> I joined the CoVID club last week, and uh, I don't know if it's something to celebrate. I learned that I made it back I made it a week past fauci because he got it a week before I did, and so yes, but <laughs> i did not I did not want to join this club and let me just, I've been telling everybody, like, if a vaccine was supposed to make COVID milder, I literally probably would not have survived
0: because I got all the vaccines and I still got my butt whooped. Yeah, I felt the same way. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get the booster because I ended up getting COVID right around the time I was going to go get a booster. So I feel uh, at least now we have some real world immunity, right? Do you think, yeah, for a minute, I was like, I've
2: been masking everywhere. Not that I've been going in very many places, but now I'm like so
0: afraid to unmask. I know. I've I been thinking the same thing with this new strain, because, but it's only been, I mean, it's been less than six months since I had it. I'm like, how soon can I get a new yeah. strain? And I was like, I don't want it again. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's rough. And I had the vaccines too, but you know, I don't know. I, everybody I've talked to with people who've had it and their spouse or partner has had it like male and female, the women all report feeling worse than the men.
2: You're right. Actually, that's a good point. My friend or our friends, Emily and Rob, Rob didn't have any symptoms. Emily got it so bad. She got it like maybe two months ago and now she's just getting her taste and her smell back. At least I still, I still have my taste and smell, which is great.
0: Yeah, I didn't lose my taste and smell. I was home in Michigan just, you know, everybody knows recently and I met up with my, my best friend. So she's my longest friend, you know, uh, I've known her since kindergarten and she got it last year. I think right before the Delta variant came out, she got it maybe October-ish, and she lost her taste and smell and still can't really taste much. She said everything kind of tastes like Mexican food, so I'm assuming that means everything has sort of a bitter, you know, cilantro-y kind of flavor. She's like, everything just has this Mexican type of flavor to her, so she doesn't have quite all of her tastes back yet. She can taste some things a little bit more than others but I'm like oh my gosh it's been eight or nine months or something I'm like what if it never that's a long time I think I was like you might never taste everything fully again yeah it's actually pretty sad. I just feel like I have this like
2: woodpecker pecking (sighs) at my head all the time like I can't seem to get rid of this headache or this fog My sore throat's gotten better. I'm coughing every now and then, but it's not like a cough attack. Like, it doesn't just go like, you know, it's just this this ache. It's like a woodpecker pecking at my head nonstop.
0: Yeah, I remember being four, four to five days in, somewhere in that range, and thinking, I just want my head to stop hurting and <laughs> my whole yeah. body. I just want the body aches and the headache to just chill because nothing seemed to help. So yeah. I totally feel it's like ibuprofen and all the nonsense. Nothing really took the edge off. It was always nagging in there.
2: Yeah, but
0: it's annoying. Enough
2: about, enough about me and my complaints. How about you, Mandy? How are you doing? Tell me <laughs> well, something good and
0: new. Good and new, please. I am adjusting back to everyday life after being on vacation for, you know, two and a half weeks. <laughs> I'm getting ready to deliver a wedding uh, north of here, up in a place they call Strawberry, Arizona. So oh, I have a little, yeah. yeah, I have a little road trip today to make. And I baked a big old wedding order. I've been baking a good amount since I've been back, like moderately busy considering it's summertime, you know, birthdays and um, lots of there's still a lot of bachelorette parties happening around town. So it's been fun. We went and saw uh, Mr. Boyfriend and I went and saw Top Gun last uh, night. We snuck that into our weekend itinerary. I, OK, so I love you for thinking of me
2: but every single person who knows me have thought of me when they watch Top Gun, but it just makes me so upset because I still have not seen it. And like, (laughs) because I told myself that I would, I would reward myself by going to Top top Gun once I passed my ground test. And so I put it off and I put it off. I took my ground test and I passed. And then afterwards, I had to go to Florida for a meeting, so I was like, okay, after Florida, I'll watch Top Gun, and then after Florida, I got COVID, so then I'm still in COVID, so I still have yet to see Top Gun, and I don't want to put myself out in public, so everybody, like, I, I love that everybody's been texting me and messaging me and telling me how awesome the movie is, but it just makes me so gosh darn mad <laughs> I've not seen it. <laughs>
0: It's really good. If uh, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but if you haven't seen it and it's even slightly on your radar, I mean, if you saw the first one and it's 25 or 26 years ago, something like this, um, go see it. Cause they did such a great job on this movie. It has so much of the feel of the first one. The story was written really well. The acting on it is great. I mean, It was just, it was really good. None of it felt overly cheesy or a stretch or the the action was great. The scene, it was was phenomenal. Like they just did a really, really good job and totally uh, respected and did tribute to the first one.
2: I'm looking forward to watching it. One day I
0: will make it to the movie one day. As soon as you feel better, just go see a matinee middle of the day. Grab a you know nine dollar ticket and go see it because it's totally worth the two hours. Oh, good! I'm glad. I'm glad you guys had such a great time. Yeah, it was awesome. It was good. I highly recommend it. I haven't really. I don't have a lot of else. I've read two books recently, so I'm back on a little bit of a book kick. I got two fiction books done. And one cute little period piece, kind of Bridgerton esque as far as the time and setting goes, it's a high society London type of thing. A Lady's Guide to Etiquette and Murder. Ooh. So <laughs> it's the That's first, the this, part. yeah, this lady has a series of books. I think there's five right now in this series and this was the first one. So it was fun. I put the other ones on my wish list. So I might I might get into that series because it was cute and a fairly easy Ooh. read and kind of fun to read if you're into the whole Bridgerton era stuff, like it's, it's fun to see the overlap and all the things they talk about as far as London and society goes. Um, and then I read something else. I think it was, oh, it was just a cute little fictiony book, not a romance or murder story or anything, just a good little fiction family drama book. I, um, I feel bad. I haven't seen season two Bridgerton yet.
2: Oh, at all? Know, at all? Isn't, oh, I'm wait. horrible, aren't I? But I did watch Wild Babies. I did. Watch I, was the- gonna <laughs> I was
0: just going to ask. I was just going to ask. Did you watch Wild Babies? I forgot. I did watch that on vacation in Michigan, and it was the highlight of, like, you know, television while I was away. My nephew started watching it with me, and it was so fun.
2: So adorable. I haven't made it through all of them, but it definitely, definitely makes me happy when I watch Wild Babies. <laughs> Isn't it cute so as hell? cute, yes. Definitely
0: oh, rewatchable for sure. Yeah, Mr. Boyfriend like thought a little bit of it and now he's like, should we watch a little Wild Babies? Let's see what's going on with these babies today.
2: Definitely good uh, TV for like uh, relaxing and falling asleep, especially because, you know, for me, I've just been in and out of sleep. So it's nice. Whereas like, I think Bridgerton would probably keep me at the edge of my bed, trying to pay attention and keep up and lots of thinking. And I can't really think right now.
0: Yeah. And you would miss some drama and you would need to watch it again anyways. But like Wild Babies, Helena Bonham Carter did a great job narrating and it's kind of cute and kind of cheeky the way she narrates it. And it's just fun. Some of the little animals get little pieces. I think it's only eight episodes maybe or six it's not terribly long but they're really fun watches If and, and such just I don't know I was so excited by some of those little baby stories I learned what a pangolin was I think oh, that's I episode three three oh, or I four I'll find a pangolin which I did not know is the world's most trafficked animal which is terribly sad so they're super protected they're kind of this anteater aardvark critter and they have all these hard little scales and they kind of curl into a ball they have a tongue that is i think they said as long as their body so they kind of eat like ant eaters and those things do uh with the tongue sticking out and just grabbing all the ants from the ground and things but really cool animals that they highlight in there like some you're familiar with and then some new ones but it's such a sweet little show and easy to watch very chill doesn't <laughs> doesn't keep too excited or riled up like you said on the edge of your seat.
2: Yeah, thanks for the rec. It was awesome. I'll keep watching.
0: Of course, definitely. Speaking of recs, who are we talking to today?
2: Today we are talking to a an alum of our show. First first time coming back to our show, Jessica. Yeah.
0: First time repeat guest.
2: Yes. (laughs) You're much better at words than I am, Mandy.
0: Well, today you have a pass. Jessica Greenberg, she, since we recorded this, so we recorded this a couple of weeks ago uh, because we both been traveling. So we were kind of making sure we had a lot of things recorded. And then episode releases got shuffled around and whatnot. But so since we recorded with her, she is actually leaving the job that she speaks of in this episode because they've sort of changed structure and stopped requiring masks for in-person things. And that doesn't jive with her personal health safety goals so she did update me on that that she is uh, leaving that position but she has found another position and I did see her I saw her really recently and she mentioned that she's leaving the job she's like I'm leaving that job because some things changed she's like but I'm excited to hear the episode I had a lot of fun talking and sharing my birth story and all of the things around having babies and keeping her job and having the husband who uh, is kind of the stay-at-home dad, preschool teacher, all-around amazing guy. So it'll be really fun to hear what people think about this episode and her journey.
2: Of course, and whether or not she's at the same job that, you know, she's at when she recorded the episode, there's so many great pearls and so many uh, great experiences that she shared with our listeners that it's still relevant and it's still part of her story, like you said. And And so I really enjoyed chatting with her. And it was great to kind of hear her personal side because the last time we had her, it was so focused on uh, sustainability and clothing and fashion. It's sometimes nice to know the person behind whatever topic it is that we were originally talking about. So it was great to hear her story and kind of hear how, you know, how life unfolds.
0: Totally agree. Her and her husband are really cool people, just very chill, very, just really good energy around the both of them. And I think that translates in her episode too.
2: I think of her, I think also of like integrity and staying true to your values. And this is a great you know example of her leaving her job for her own values. And and so that's wonderful. It's a great example of integrity, I think.
0: Exactly. You can find what you're looking for if you kind of stay true to that and really work at it. So yeah, I think she's a, she's a great example. I agree.
2: Yeah. I hope our listeners enjoy. And I look forward to chatting with our listeners in future episodes when I am not under the weather and I <laughs> actually can
0: have coherent sentences. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy this little raspy husky Miley voice. Cause you might not get it much longer. That's the only cool part about being sick is that you sound all sexy.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Well then maybe I will. And that's another uh, I can't even think right, but it's another side of being sick that I hadn't considered. Considered, considered, considered.
1: <laughs> Hello, hello. Today we have uh, an incredible, wonderful guest on our show today, and I'm, I'm so excited to welcome her back to our show. It's, I think she might be the first guest that's come back a second time. And so, yay! Yes. And uh, and this episode is, um, I would say, dedicated to just motherhood because May had Mother's Day, and so I'm so happy to invite a mother onto the show to talk a little bit about motherhood. Who do we have? Mandy?
0: Thank you, Miley. So today we're chatting with Jessica Greenberg. Jessica was on the show previously. Like Mm -hmm. you said, she was a former, our first repeat guest and a former guest on our first iteration of the podcast, which was The Main Dish. That episode was all about sustainability. This episode, we're taking the focus sort of onto Jessica more in her motherhood. Challenges hurdles, all the things you face while being a working mom and just becoming a mom in general and how that changes your life and changes the way you approach certain things. And then we also, yes, parenthood. Because
1: this is, you have two children. Mm -hmm. So sometimes what I hear from parents is like the first child you learn Mm -hmm. so
0: much from
1: and then now it'd be great to kind of hear what your thoughts are. With your second child.
0: Yes. And then we hope to dive a little bit into some of the reproductive rights that are being challenged yes. right now uh, in this country. And just kind of, because in your day job, you also work with uh, women specifically, right? Who mm-hmm. are battling addiction? Mm-hmm. Great. So, how did I do on your intro? <laughs> you did
3: great. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm so happy to be here and in the studio yes. this time. I was on Zoom last time, so this is new for me. I'm really excited.
0: Yes, totally different in person. It's I think it's fun with the headphones and the microphone, but it's different. And in person. It's for so sure. great to finally meet you,
3: actually. Cause I know. I think I only,
1: well, no, I met you at different festivals yeah. and, and stuff like that, but in studio
0: it's just yeah. so
3: fun. Absolutely. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're welcome. Get comfortable. If you want to pull the mic right up to you, it moves to you. So however you're comfy in the chair, we just want you to be comfy. And Thank you. however that chair and microphone works for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I know that you just welcomed baby number two.
3: Yes. Rory. Yes. Uh, Rory was born like nine weeks ago now. Awesome. Wow. And your two first is how old? Uh, Ren is
1: three and a half. Wow. Three and a half and then nine weeks. weeks. Okay. Yeah, so two months.
0: Ren is my number one fan. Oh. She is in the baking business. <laughs> She's my number one Rice Krispie Treat fan. She's oh, I like, love that. Every month. Is, <laughs>
3: yeah. is she going to have the Rice Krispie Treats? I want a Rice <laughs> <laughs> Krispie Treat. <laughs> so funny. She loves them. She never even shares. She won't let me have it.
0: <laughs> She's eating it before they've even got away from, like, the booth. Oh, wow. She's like, hurry up. Open this. Are we ready? Can she we eat go it now? before it's even paid for? I'm yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> so funny. It's like, here, here you go. All right, let me hey, pick out what I she, want now. She has good taste. I like <laughs> I it. definitely. I agree. She's adorable. Like, it's so funny. Thank um you. So, baby number two, Rory, and then you mm. have Wren. And could you – so – I'm trying to decide where I want to start with this, because there's a lot to kind of unpack there while keeping this a succinct and (laughs) episode that our listeners will listen to and think that's a cool approach to parenthood, motherhood, working mom, because you are working right now, and your husband, Andy, is the stay-at-home dad?
3: Yes. He also works at night doing DoorDash, but that's super flexible, so he can sort of do that whenever.
1: Let's start there with the working, especially the transition from pregnancy to The birth and then the first, you know, couple months of mm-hmm. motherhood for the second child, and how work has
3: fit into all of that. Sure. So I'm actually still on maternity leave okay, for cool. another two weeks. So. so
1: awesome. Did you work up until the birth, or did you take yes. some time well, off beforehand?
3: I was planning on taking a couple of weeks um, before Rory was born to relax and sort of get ready. Yeah. Um, and then, and I did take two weeks off before. Um, they were scheduled to be born. But then I ended up getting food poisoning, so I wouldn't ah. have been able to work anyway. Okay. So I was sick for like the week or so oh. leading up and then I we I had a scheduled C section, but I had to move it up three days because I was so sick and I was Ooh. going into early labor. Okay. Um
0: And who do we have to blame for this food poisoning? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I think it was my fault because I didn't reheat leftovers properly. Oh. That's okay. my theory. Okay. But okay. Who, who knows?
1: So then you had Rory. Yes, then and Rory was born. And you arranged with work to have how much time off for maternity? So
3: um, I have been saving up my vacation and sick time for, since Ren was born pretty much. Okay. Um, so I had enough time to take um, the 14, I guess it's 12 weeks from when they were born, but I took the two weeks before. Got you. Okay. So I've worked at my job almost 10 years, so... Um, You get a little bit more vacation time the longer you've been there. That's good to know.
1: Because I don't know anything about maternity leave. So most places don't have
3: maternity leave. Ah. And I mean, this country is one of the only countries in the world that doesn't have um, paid maternity leave, which is a whole other thing. Doesn't have paid parental leave, really. Um, Some companies in some places offer it, not most places. Um, My job is really unique in that while we don't have paid maternity leave, we do have um, the ability to bring our baby with us for the first year of their life. Um, so I brought Ren with me to work until she turned one, and oh. I'll be bringing her when I go back. Um, now, when so you I'll say you bring home.
1: you brought Ren to work, did Ren just hang out with you, or is there like a daycare on site or something? I or wish. how did that work? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There's no
3: daycare, so uh, she was with me or with one of my coworkers. Oh, um, so like I I run groups and I do individual sessions. So when I would be like in groups or doing one on ones. Um, If she wasn't sleeping, then someone else was watching her, which was really nice. My coworkers didn't sign up for that, but they were very nice to offer to, um, to share that load. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's a pretty unique place.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I'm like, how does this work? Did you, are you just like hanging on to her and you're like, I mean, I do, I
3: did a lot of baby wearing
0: Yeah, um, Mm -hmm. and I'll
3: be doing that a lot this time too. Yeah, So
1: you're, you said you're right at like 9, 10 weeks from the birth. Mm-hmm. You had to take some time off for sick. So does that mean you're already back at work now or in a week
3: or two you're back at work? I'm starting back in uh, like a little less than two weeks. Okay. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be sad to yeah. not get to spend all the time at home with with both of the kids because um, my husband will be watching Ren during the day, but then I'll have Rory with me. So. Oh, Okay.
0: Yeah. So you get to continue the bonding time with Rory. Yes. And then Ren goes back Mm -hmm. into her kind of usual, I guess, what she knows for the most part Mm -hmm. is like home with dad all day, painting each other's fingernails. (laughs) They they do that. I know. It's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) I see like he's learning to do like little buns and Uh things in her hair. Rory puts her
3: hair in pigtails every day. It's Uh, so cute. Yeah.
0: And like they have, they both have painted nails. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep.
3: It's super cute. He's a great dad.
0: Uh, So tell us, so you're a, you know it's a mix a bag of mixed emotions maybe like you're like yeah yeah, i get to go back to work i'm gonna Mm -hmm. have some structure back in my days that i'm used to and ren's structure will kind of go back to what it's Mm -hmm. used to but now i'm missing hanging out at home with ren all day right anything else maybe that's uh that you're excited to get back to
3: i mean it'll be nice to see my coworkers again and you know get to socialize they know what's in (laughs) store for them this time around (laughs) 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 they're very excited uh some of them, at least, uh, at getting to you know meet the baby and yes. spend time with them. But um, yeah, I I'm just excited to get back and to get to work with clients again. And yeah, it's been a minute. So
1: now with your job, you are back in person full time. Are you still doing any online yeah, sessions? Yeah,
3: um, I think some of what I might be doing um, in my position as it changes a little bit um, into doing more individual sessions. I will be doing some of those on Zoom. And I, I was doing that up until my maternity leave with certain clients. But all of our groups have been in person for a long time now.
1: And you're going back full-time, part-time? Mm-hmm. Full-time. Full-time.
3: Yeah.
0: I thought, forgot about the Zoom part of.
1: Yeah, I was just curious. <laughs> because work. some of my friends who, you yeah. know, come out of maternity leave, they kind of do like right. a. What is that called? Like a gradual ramp-up? Full-time, yeah. Uh,
3: Yeah, that's not really an option at my job, just based on what the needs are with the clients. We have a lot of clients right now, which is great, because we have a grant. We work um, closely with a specific halfway house where they send their clients um, to us for treatment, and we pay for their rent. So we have a lot of clients that way. Now,
1: while it's wonderful that your job offers that uh, option to bring your children to work, Mm Obviously, there's pros and cons. Can we talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I'm curious. Would oh, you gosh. tell us where you... Is yeah. it okay to tell us where you work?
3: Yeah, I oh, work okay. uh, at Arizona Women's Recovery Center.
0: That's right. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then you have a grant through the state or a federal level grant?
3: You know, that's a great question. And one that I don't have any. She's to. like, I don't write grants. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not in charge of that, but I know that they're we do have a grant. Yeah, um,
0: nice. And then one of the houses around here in Phoenix refers people in as long as they're getting treatment, I assume, and yep. you all are if they putting... do
3: treatment with us, then we cover their rent.
0: And your addiction specific to anything, is there specific types of addiction that you all treat or is it all kinds substance, of like substance abuse, substance yeah. abuse. But okay. we,
3: we treat all sorts of things, but um, to be a client, you have to have a substance abuse diagnosis.
0: Okay. Not necessarily like a gambling addiction or some of those types we deal of deal with things. a lot of that. Yeah. But the
3: As long as you you also have a substance abuse uh, addiction, then we can uh, work with you on all the other things. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So go ahead. Dig into Oh, yeah, no. I was just saying, like, are there... Before we move on to the next subject, Mm -hmm. I know that your job in particular, your place of employment, this place really offers that opportunity to bring children to work. Are there, like... Obviously, that's a pro. Are there cons to this? Or, like, is there... Yeah, (laughs) that's what I mean. Like, you know, for other people out there that are working at a place that doesn't offer this. And mm-hmm. what would be an argument that they could, like how do they try to create something like this at their place of employment? What are the pros and cons to something like this?
3: I mean, one of the, I'll start with some of the cons are when babies start to get more mobile, it's really hard to mm-hmm. manage yeah. them. While Like I, I remember having to like FaceTime relatives and have them like keep rent entertained while, mm. while I was trying to like get notes done really quickly or enlist all my coworkers or have, Certain toys or whatever that would hold Ren's attention longer. So, I mean, it's definitely it's sort of like anyone that's working from home. Like having your kid around is not yeah. conducive to getting a whole lot of work done necessarily, unless you have help and support.
1: Yeah. yeah. Is there any pushback to a program like this from other employees? You know, like so I, I I really appreciate how people work together and they're so supportive. But uh-huh. I, I also am a concern that potentially like people might start to get. Upset that they have to, to or have baby or they can well, no yeah. one no
3: one has to watch the baby that doesn't want to. I mean, it's really like if you want yeah. to, then you can. And it's all women that work there. Okay, um, so. For the most part, I think we may have a few male employees, but for the most part, everyone either is a mom or okay, um, cool. like wants to be around kids, which is really cool. And there's not usually many babies around at any given time.
1: Okay, yeah, that would so. be a good point to make, too. Like, <laughs> I would imagine, like, that if there was, like, six babies around at oh, one time, no. that yeah. might be a The time there's overwhelming. even been
3: more than one was when I had read someone else had had a baby, like, six months before that, so there was two babies okay. for six months. Cool. And that was really Okay.
0: Good. It's just almost, I am imagining it almost like a little bit of therapy, and you know, how they'll bring in therapy dogs, <gasps> and, like, people get <laughs> oh, yes. all excited because there's, like, a, a puppy around yeah, that just, like, sure. chills out your day, and I imagine oh, – Especially in an office of all women. Yeah. I mean, Miley and I might be the outliers where we're not clamoring to hold babies, mm-hmm. but I know. No, I, I like to hold them. Do you? I've never seen you hold a baby. Because
1: there's never babies around.
0: <laughs> well,
1: so at the office, I used to work in with you. Yeah, where there babies babies. Assistants would
0: bring their babies in.
1: I never yeah. saw the babies. Oh, well.
0: If I saw them, I would have okay. wanted the whole babies You mine. Yeah. Babies, dogs, just busy working. Cats. <laughs> <laughs> I always in the office in the back yeah, I always never got people, to see any babies people parading their babies around they're like do you want to hold him or her and I'm like no I'm good thank you oh, though <laughs> I was on the floor that's probably why because I was like I never see any babies yeah. at work oh I'm so sorry I brought that up (laughs) yeah people are always offering their babies up and like no it's your kid you hold it
1: (laughs) okay no no no. this is great because I imagine that's probably not something that I could do at my workplace but for some of our listeners maybe it's a great idea I never Mm -hmm. even thought about it Mm -hmm. I mean I know that growing up there was always like take your child to work day to teach them what the job is but never as an infant right you know so that's pretty it's a great idea to suggest to some of our
3: listeners and has Mm -hmm.
0: this uh the arizona women's recovery have they always had this as an option or
3: when i interviewed there 10 years ago um that was one of the first things they told me wow yeah
0: that's cool and i
3: at the time it was like 10 years ago and I was like I'm not having kids anytime soon but that's good to know yeah they were like
0: she looks like she might get married and have babies (laughs) we might as well just let her know
3: right right up front I was curious like if if
0: that came to be when you were working there if you had like tips on how people could talk to their employers about implementing something like that or what makes it easier etc etc
1: so uh let's kind of move on to like challenges I mean we kind of alluded to like what are what are some of your feelings towards going back to work but you know can we touch on challenges mm-hmm. transitioning back into work but also now instead of you know the last few weeks you've been able to really have quality time with family like mm-hmm. you, you know your partner your yeah. two children but now you have to insert work back into the picture and how right. do you cha- yeah, how do you manage time challenges or And did
0: you and Andy both work when Ren was born? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then it was kind of deciding what to do at that yeah. point.
3: Um, I guess I'll probably be better qualified to answer this in a few weeks when I know how it goes. But, I mean, it'll, it'll go back to Andy and I not seeing each other very much um, because he works at night. And so, like, when I get home, like, we have dinner together. At least that's how it was before. Um, I would work all day and then come home, and then um, he would go to work after okay. we have dinner together. So I put Ren to bed, um, and then... He would leave and then on the weekends he would work during the day. And maybe he'd come home for a little bit and then he would go back out at night.
0: Okay. So he gets some of his time too. He kind of gets to do his own thing separate from everybody in the Mm -hmm. household. I kind of think that's important. Like yeah, yeah. just as much as it would be for a stay-at-home mom for a stay-at-home dad. Like I need some time where I'm just dealing with adults Mm -hmm. or adult adjacent people. Or (laughs) for yourself.
1: I was just going to say like what about time for yourself, Jessica? That's it
3: something to think about <laughs> like after the kids go to bed she's yeah. like I get
0: 45 minutes to watch oh, yeah. a tv show <laughs> yeah
3: I mean I got to get dressed and come here today which was very exciting put on makeup <laughs> to be on a podcast
1: <laughs> no I love it I love it because actually when I look at your outfit today it just reminds me of our conversation about sustainable clothing and I want you know I'm I'm always so curious, I'm like, I wonder where you got your hot pink skirt that you're wearing right now that's super cute, and your sweater, and your shoes, and so I'm like, so colorful, so bright, makes me so happy, Put the smile on my face, and so, oh, we don't have time to talk about the details of your (laughs) outfit today, but I do want to mention that, and if our listeners want to... Check the photos. Check the photos, but also... (laughs) go back to our podcast mm-hmm. episode with you about sustainable living and clothing and all that stuff. So fashion.
0: Yeah. One uh, thing you can count on, Jessica is never going to be wearing black.
1: <laughs> like the both of us are right now. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> I do end up wearing a lot of black when I'm at home because it seems to hide spit up the best. Oh, 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 how interesting. Interesting. Smart. A lot of mm-hmm. that happening these days. So yeah, being a mom, there's less clothes that I can get away with wearing. So So funny. I only, I put this on right before I left the house. So there was no (laughs) opportunity for spit up or any sort of other bodily fluid to get on it. So. I
0: understand that, but for me, it's usually what I'm wearing has sugar and or flour on it. <laughs> so then I'm like, I'm like, oh, I can't leave the house in this. Like, there's a smear of frosting or something. <laughs> like, sometimes things, crazy things happen in the kitchen. I mean, you probably totally, but it's baby stuff for you. But for me, like, Your I dropped much more appetizing. I dropped a blob of frosting on my foot the other day. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I'm usually wearing like comfy slippers mm. in the kitchen, like mm-hmm. flip flops, something soft to stand on. Oh god. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop everything and go wash my foot off. So, what were I'm curious like some of the challenge, going back to some of what the like decisions and challenges were around you going back to work initially and how you and Andy decided who was going to work days and nights and were you like, let's just try it this way and see what happens if it works for us?
3: Yeah, um, and my my job is the one that has insurance. Have you so. always
0: been the one who was like, I don't want to be a stay at home mom because I kind of always knew that I wasn't or, made for that role.
3: Or does it sound like you're the
1: one with the insurance, so you guys? Yeah, get your job. I because mean, my of
3: that. my job has been the one that's more stable. I mean, okay. I've had this job since I moved back here. I was in New York for grad school, okay. and then when I moved back, I interviewed for this job maybe a week or two after I got back, and I've worked there ever since. So my job sort of been the constant so it hasn't really been a question but I didn't have to make that decision luckily when I had Ren Mm -hmm. but now it's going to be hard being away from her yeah um again
0: so initially mostly out of practical reasoning okay yeah and Andy what were his feelings around like staying home all day because that would have okay (laughs) (laughs) I, I know he loves it now was he was he thinking he was gonna love it going into it
3: that's that's a good question. I think that's yeah. a question I could ask him. Yeah. Um, I'm
0: super curious like what the conversation was around that. Like
3: Ooh. it's sorta of just is it's sorta of just what happened. Um, yeah. but he I mean he really loves it. He's got his own sort of thing going on. Like he takes Ren to the playground every day and the splash pad and um are structure to their day. Yeah. Um, and he's they're in a great routine and they're when both really happy. When did
1: you decide to incorporate the DoorDash? And
3: he's been doing DoorDash on and off for a while, at least a few years. Was he, it before Wren? I think so. Oh, okay, he was oh, doing was Uber s- before that too. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Um, he's always had a you know flexible, interesting different yeah. jobs. He's he worked in radio. He still technically works in radio. Um, he oh, has fun. a journalism degree. Okay. Well, um, I I was just
1: curious because like jobs like Uber and DoorDash is such a great mm-hmm. idea when yeah. you're looking for a flexible like something right. flexible. Like, like your situation. So totally. I would say like that's a great idea for some of our listeners who mm-hmm. might be looking for, like maybe them or their partner are looking for something that allows you to be more malleable mm-hmm. with your time. And yeah. so, like, and I was just curious, maybe if that idea had come after Ren, it, it's like, wow, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Because now, in addition to being a stay-at-home dad he can also make a little extra money on the side right. too and get him out of the house mm-hmm. so he's not in the house all day every day right uh, and like away from like have non-children time i
3: guess totally yeah he he likes having that time away to get to listen to whatever he and wants and meeting on the radio. other people like
1: one of my favorite things about if i ever were an uber driver was just all the fascinating new different people that you would oh, probably yeah. talk he to oh yeah he came up with the best
3: stories when you yeah. did uber
0: <laughs> no i love that yeah yeah mm-hmm. do you have tips for people who are leaning towards Like, you know, couples maybe that are looking to get pregnant and they're trying to figure out how to work this out. Do you have advice for that?
3: I mean, my main advice would be have open communication about what you both want Mm -hmm. um, and, like, what practically works and be flexible with maybe changing that if it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, But communication is going to be the the biggest thing.
0: I think that's so cool that that's just how it worked for you guys. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I love when you post stories in your Instagram. That's like they're painting each other's nails oh and yeah. they're, they're <laughs> baking this and doing ponytails and doing all the cute little dad things. And mm-hmm. does that like pull at your little heartstrings when you're at work? You're like, I want to go home.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. And I mean, he's really great. He always sends me updates and pictures and videos yeah. and tells me like which playground they went to and like what they did and what yeah. things she said. So I don't feel like I'm too far away from it when I'm at work yeah which is really nice
0: how fun it's cool that you'll have Rory with you Mm -hmm. for this upcoming year
3: yeah I'm excited to see how that goes is
0: Ren gonna miss Rory because Ren is so attached to the baby oh
3: Oh. my gosh she's obsessed with Rory like (laughs) every single time Rory I bring Rory downstairs because Rory sleeps in our room um every time like when they wake up R- Ren is like, "Can I give Rory a hug? I want to give Rory a hug." And Aww. gets really sad if she can't give Rory a hug and um like always just wants to be on the tummy time mat with them and yeah. just always wants to play with them and I mean Rory can't really do much right now. So Right.
1: Is there a a limit to how old the child can be to bring to work?
3: Yeah, one. Once oh. they turn 1 because they're really at that point, I mean, near the end of the first year, they're so mobile and yeah. just getting into everything, and it's it's really difficult to work
1: with Got them. you. Okay.
3: Could
0: yeah. be a hazard for baby, mom, everyone. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess, like, well, in my head, I was just thinking, like, if I was Ren seeing Rory going to work with you, I'd be like, can I go to work with you? I know. Mom? And then I'd I mean like, oh, maybe swap me. places. Yeah. Maybe, maybe dad can stay with, mm-hmm. with Rory one day, and Ren can go with you to work <laughs> one day or something, just to swap it up a little, but never mind.
3: Yeah. No, That. It's, it's too hard. Although Ren's old enough where there was a couple times when she's had to come to work with me like before and she's old enough where I can like put a laptop on with like yeah, a TV yeah. show or something and she'll be occupied for like 30 minutes or something.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. That's awesome. I was just thinking, yeah. Yeah. Um, Take yeah. all the babies. I was going to say, what if you can bring <laughs> all of them, uh, both of them to work, but okay, cool, cool.
0: Did, did two of you, Andy and you always know that you wanted to have multiple kids?
3: I mean, we we both have one sibling each. And okay. so we both were open to having two kids. Um, we definitely don't want any more. Okay. Oh, okay. That was my next question. Yeah, Do I was you like, want more? when oh. are we doing baby number three? Oh, no, he's getting a vasectomy soon. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not having any more. I had okay. a really traumatic experience with the birth after the birth oh. this time, and my body cannot handle another one. Oh, I was I, gonna yeah. ask
1: about the C section if you had, but if you if you don't mind talking about it, but sure. if you had a C section during your first pregnancy, mm-hmm. or if this was your first and your last apparently, <laughs> uh,
3: and and how 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 it,
1: like whatever you're willing to share about it,
3: sure. Um, so I had a C section the first time around, oh. um, because of GI issues I have, oh. so I, I knew that I would have a C section section before I even got pregnant. And I was totally fine with that. Um, I was a C-section baby, so I sort of grew up, like, just... Knowing that that was a possibility, it didn't wasn't traumatic to me at all.
1: Can I ask a little bit more? Like you said, like because it, like you knew because of GI issues. Like Mm -hmm. I have GI issues. I didn't know that I would. You know, like, am I more likely to have a C section? If you know, like, can you, like, how do you know that if you have GI issues?
3: Um, so this is probably TMI. So you can skip over this part if you (laughs) don't want to hear. But um, I've had issues where um parts of me come out if I push too hard. Oh, okay. Um, so. Yeah, if you have that happen, you probably shouldn't oh, be pushing because excessively. because during
1: pregnancy you got to push.
3: Well, yeah, when, yeah, when you're in labor they encourage you to push yeah, to get the baby yeah, out. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, if you don't, the baby doesn't move. Yeah. Too well, well, much. No, that's why <laughs> I was <just laughs> curious it's like
3: what's the indication well, for Well, I'm sure there are, I know there are people that have um other GI issues different than what I have that uh have also had to have C-sections, but I mean, honestly, the first time around with Ren, the C-section went perfectly. Oh. It was amazing. I was really excited to have another one. Um that's an
0: odd thing to hear. I well,
3: I mean, excited <laughs> yeah. compared to having yeah, a the first one,
0: birth. right? Okay. That's what
1: I was thinking. I was like, with a C section, like you have a date scheduled. Do you have a time? Yeah. You you know, like it yeah. doesn't. It's not going to surprise. It eliminates you. Right. some of that, yeah. like.
0: W- will it be today?
1: Exactly. And right. you know, like, you don't have to be pushing or you that, that variable of, like, I might be in labor for, like, 24 right. hours.
3: Episiotomy. Yeah. Not on the table.
1: No,
3: no. <laughs> yeah. I have mean, I've never been particularly attached to the idea of having a vaginal birth. Like, that wasn't... Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people really want to have that experience, and I've just never yeah. wanted that. I don't... So I'm, yeah. I'm okay not having that.
1: I'm okay not having 10 stitches and not being yeah. able to pee without stinging for yeah. weeks
3: afterwards. And, I mean, C-section recovery isn't... Super easy, but it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Oh, okay. Um, But I had complications this time around. So um, I ended up, uh, the day after my C-section this time, I had like really, really bad pain near the incision site. And it turns out that I had um, a hematoma, like this really big blood clot that was trapped inside of me. And so I had to have emergency surgery um, at like three in the morning one night. And so that was really traumatic. The pain was like the worst I've ever felt and it's really rare. Like, that's not supposed to happen. Where was um, the hematoma? It was right near my incision site, like, oh. Oh. Um, in my abdomen. So they just went in through the same um, place where they did my C-section, so they didn't have to make another cut, yeah. which was good. Um, and and the hematoma. I was discharged um, a couple of days later. I was fine, and then I was having trouble breathing, and I had chest pain, so I ended up actually getting readmitted to the hospital. And I was there without Rory, <laughs> which was really hard oh. for a couple of nights. Um And that was pretty traumatic, because I was all by myself, and um, they couldn't figure out what was wrong. They thought it was my heart, and it turns out I was just retaining a lot of fluid from all, like, the two surgeries, um, because they pump you full of fluids. Yeah. And so they ended up giving me a diuretic, and that really helped, and then they to release me
0: they're like we need you to walk around and here's a diuretic
3: (laughs) yeah my I mean my legs were so swollen like I could barely walk like because they were like tree trunks like touching each other like it was just hard to move and so um the diuretic worked pretty fast um, and I wasn't swollen after a few days so gosh yeah but it was it was really traumatic like the whole different experiences that happened and so uh I definitely am not any more children (laughs) if my first pregnancy and birth were like that then I uh I wouldn't have had a second child
0: yeah I probably would have been a much more difficult decision to get to yeah yeah I can understand how the two of you two also come from two kid households Mm -hmm. and you're like we're both familiar with that like yeah did so you and Andy probably got along with your siblings
3: yeah uh
0: or more in adulthood like my sister in and I yeah. yeah my sister and I fought like cats and dogs when we were little mm-hmm, mm-hmm, same mm-hmm. until we were literally like adults and yeah. out of the house and oh, did yeah. not have to live together now we're good friends yeah. <laughs> oh yeah
3: my sister's my best friend but it wasn't until like i literally like, turned 18 went off to college was she yeah. younger yeah she's okay. 3 years younger same
1: you know they say that uh when you have two kids And two parents, it's like one on one. But when you like one on one defense, but (laughs) when you have a third or more child, children, then you're outnumbered. Yeah. Well, my sister
0: and I. I mean, we. It was my mom and my sister and I. So one parent, two Ah, kids. Mm. So it's like often we were all each other had, and there was like five to seven percent of the time where we would get along and Mm. play a game together or do something together peacefully. (laughs) And -hmm. then it would something would always break out, or it's you know it's annoying little sister stuff, right? When you're a kid, it's like. I want to be with you. I just want to hang out with you and your friends. But no, I don't want you to do that. Right. Yeah.
3: Well, and the one-on-one thing, um, that's sort of how it's felt, like especially at the very beginning when Rory was born because I'm breastfeeding. And so it felt like I was handling Rory and then Andy was handling Ren um, just because it made the most sense. And it's still pretty much like that. And I guess it'll continue to be like that as they go back to work. But it's it's helpful to have a supportive partner in that. Like Andy gets up every single night when Rory cries and he'll change their diaper and then hand them to me to feed um if I was getting up by myself at night I would be pretty resentful I think
0: gosh yeah so it's
3: like it's definitely 50
0: 50. um you mentioned Andy getting a vasectomy which I love because men can make those decisions so easily and their mm-hmm. medical providers don't question it.
3: Right. And they don't ask them to like check with their husband or whatever. Like I've heard that in order yeah. to get your tubes tied a lot of times doctors won't do it unless you get like the partner's permission. I didn't know that. Permission. But that's so oh, horrible. Yeah. And they make you like think about it yeah. and like make sure like, and they that you're ask ready. You, they, are you sure? Uh-huh. And they won't do it at, unless you're a certain age or unless you've had kids a lot of times, which is pretty messed up.
0: Yeah. My mom had her tubes tied when my sister and I were small. She knew she wasn't. She's was like, I have two girls, super happy, not having any more kids. Plus, she probably hated my dad's guts, <laughs> my bio dad. But um, and and you know, she's like, you know, thirty something, early thirties, and back then that was like older to start having kids. Whereas now, you know, a lot of people aren't starting until they hit their thirties, right? Um, but yeah, I remember. I remember my mom getting it done. I've never actually talked to her about how much harassment they gave her, but because she'd had two kids and was in her thirties, I'm sure they didn't give her a lot of shit. But I know women today, if you haven't had kids and you're like, I want to have my tubes tied or I want to have, um, what's the procedure, like an ablation. If you have really painful cramps and periods and awful cycles, really heavy stuff, you can have a little procedure done where they basically cauterize Mm -hmm. your uterus. And you, I don't think there's a lot of options to have babies, after, After right. that, but I know they make you jump through hoops to get a lot of these procedures done, mm-hmm. um, and it's just so interesting that guys can walk in and be like, "Hey, yep. look, the schedule of vasectomy. <laughs> and they're like, "Here's a okay. consultation. Here's yep. what to expect.
1: What time here, of day? Yeah, here, right. here's your surgery
0: appointment." <laughs> and because we have friends who yeah, have no had questions it done, asked. Mm-hmm. it's like easy peasy procedure. There's almost no side effects, if any, following. Whereas with women, it can be a little different. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, it's much more invasive for women to have a procedure done than it is for men. Yeah.
1: And maybe, you know, and I'm not defending medicine, but because it's invasive, because it's harder to, I mean, it's it's irreversible to an extent, whereas a vasectomy is reversible. Mm -hmm. It only takes like 20 minutes. It's in and out. And so I just wonder what, like, I'm not defending, but sometimes because it's more invasive and there's not that ability to reverse it, they want to make sure you have thought it through. Mm -hmm. But on the the argument side of like, don't give me so much hassle if I've already Mm -hmm. done what I did Mm -hmm. and have made the decision, then Mm -hmm. why are you giving me such a hassle to to do what I've already thought through myself already and know that I want?
3: Yeah. I mean, it's not the medical provider's responsibility to make sure you're – Right, like sure.
0: Yeah, inform me,
3: evaluate that I'm
0: not a nut job making a... Like, evaluate that I'm not in some unstable place and making a bad decision. Capable of making my own informed decisions and then let me make that
1: informed decision.
0: Right, exactly. It's called
1: autonomy. It's one of the things that you have committed, like, that you made an oath to. Provide Uh your patients with autonomy.
0: Uh Autonomy, what a great word. (laughs) Because, I mean, right now, with reproductive rights for women Mm -hmm. being threatened in this... Mm -hmm. I feel like this happens every... 12 to 18 months, I have to yeah. deal with this firestorm of stories and firestorm of, you know, Roe v. Wade being mm-hmm. tossed out the window and states being able to make their own decisions. And then you're sort of like, fuck, do I want to live in this state? <laughs> what do <Yeah>. my senators <laughs> and— r- Do I need to start packing? Yeah. Like, I've seriously, like, never in my life have I genuinely considered leaving the U.S. until really recently. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, I don't know if this country's the most friendly, like, people-friendly— no,
1: I mean our Or uh, open-minded You think that we're So open-minded Because we have Freedom of speech Freedom of all these Like all these Quote rights Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah Are we really? Uh, This The freedom That everybody gets On and on about Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that's Particularly right-wing Leans on this Mm -hmm. Freedom Like I don't need a vaccine I don't (laughs) need to wear a mask Right But then they're like but please don't abort unwanted children, yeah, <laughs> or
3: they won't pay to take care of.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's so wild. There's no, and like you were. This goes right back to the beginning of the conversation, where it's like we. I mean, ever, we haven't mentioned this, but there's a formula shortage in this country. Oh yeah. Um. So not only do we not provide maternity leave or paternity leave mm-hmm. as a federal like law, there's no regulations around that. There's no. Formula to feed these babies. That and, everybody uh, there was
3: 192 Republicans in the House that voted against the formula um, bill, like to to get more formula for yeah. babies. They voted against that. They. Don't I saw
0: that recently, but I didn't know enough about the bill.
3: Oh, yeah, I don't know enough. I didn't get a chance to, to look ridiculous. into it. Like they, w- they're just pro birth. They're not pro life. They yeah. don't want the babies that are al- already alive to live. Right, because then which there would no be,
0: there would be funded. Preschools, there would be right. kindergarten. There would be maternity leave. Paternity Parentally, leave.
3: Yeah, all of that. There would be insurance. Yes. Insurance. Oh
0: my gosh, it wouldn't cost Food. you forty thousand dollars to have a baby if they were right. a pro baby mm-hmm. or, or pro family, mm-hmm. and the whole and the, yeah, the whole mixing about of about the future of the baby. No. Right, they don't care about that. <laughs> no, and it's eighty percentish of Americans are believe abortion is healthcare right? The stats yeah. somewhere around there, but it's this 20% that's so squeaky and loud. I listened to a podcast recently. It's one of Dax Shepherd's uh, armchair expert wing podcasts. It's flightless bird um, with David Ferrier, a New Zealander who's stuck here <laughs> um, and is fascinated by America and its culture and all these crazy things. And he, one of his first episodes was all about how religion has Worked its way into our political system. And other countries are very proud that they actually do have a separation of church and state, which Mm -hmm. I grew up understanding that that was the theory that we operated under. Originally, (laughs) one of the reasons why we came to America was Uh to separate freedom Church and government <laughs> like yeah separating yeah. this religious persecution and having being able to celebrate whatever religion you like and i have no problem with people celebrating mm-hmm. their religions and choosing to do the things they want to do but it's when it's then forced upon all mm-hmm. because you think it's the right thing to do for you
3: mm-hmm. well, and other religions support abortion and it's require tr- it yeah so it's only their religion that matters.
0: Sure I mean yeah religion. then you exactly it was, this podcast was specifically about Christianity and yeah. how indoctrinated it has become in this country and in the political scene here and how sort of poisonous and like basically yeah. toxic at, at a toxic level especially the way our media like our media and social media has come to be now where everything's very sensationalized. It's in your face all the time. You can't escape it, <laughs> like mm-hmm. unless you literally just disconnect all your devices or go to Fiji. Like, yeah. highly probably <laughs> didn't have to hear about anything annoying for a while. Well, that's but, been nice. Um, I'm really curious since you work with a population that I imagine you have a fair number of underserved or um, disenfranchised, maybe type of population. I'm really curious if you see that like reproductive rights in this country and how that, does that affect the population that you treat at the recovery center? Do you see a lot of that?
1: Does that surface as an issue Yeah, when working with these individuals? since you work
0: with all women. I guess I'm really curious mm-hmm. if you see much of that. I imagine this is a population who might be doing interesting things for money, things that we, the three of us, haven't considered doing for money and mm-hmm. how their sure. health care reproductive rights, mm-hmm. things like that might be challenged and how it could further disenfranchise. Sure.
3: I mean, really what it comes down to is like it 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 keeps people that are in lower socioeconomic classes, they, it keeps them stuck there, mm-hmm. you know, by keeping that cycle of poverty going. Um, our programs are pretty cool. We have one that's just for pregnant women um, mm. and they can live there with their baby. Um for a year or maybe more. Um, then we have a program for single moms with their kids. So, I mean, reproductive rights are huge in this population.
0: Yeah, I like how supportive that is.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, we like to give them treatment with housing so that they can not have to worry about that piece yeah. of just like basic, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like just yep. safety, like having safe housing so that then, and without having, having your basic needs, for, shelter, yeah. clothing, food, because without that, you can't work on recovery right. or anything. Mm-hmm. You're living yeah, so. in survival
0: instead of like, you got to take them out of that survival into thriving mm-hmm. type of mindset and that there's a shift.
3: Yep. And so we're able to meet those needs in order to help them build on those recovery skills and um, go to get their GED. Um, we have a GED program at our agency and then, um, they go to take college classes. We help them with that, um, and get a job, stuff like that. uh, So they can become more financially independent.
0: That's amazing.
3: I I
1: really love that kind of program. That's wonderful. Thank you for all that you do.
3: Yeah. I mean, the people at my agency are amazing. Like they, it's really, we offer, it's like a one-stop shop. There's, so many things that we do and sometimes life.
1: that's the best way yeah. like you kind of need a, a one place so that they're not being referred to multiple places mm-hmm. and then you can get lost in the shuffle right. and yeah. navigating through so many different places where if everything's all in one place it really does take one less thing off mm-hmm. your shoulders of how to worry about how you're going to get this or that or mm-hmm. whatnot and then everything's coordinated so if you do miss part of a puzzle you mm-hmm. can easily find your way back to, oh yeah you know to that piece definitely
0: yeah, Miley, you said exactly what I was thinking, like lost in the shuffle. If you have to make a referral out for this a referral yeah. out for that or send someone here and like, now this person's going to call you or, oh, do I call them or were yeah. they calling me? Like if I'm the mm-hmm. person who's trying to get up, I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know. I don't know if they're calling me or I'm calling them. It's been two weeks. What's happening? Do I call? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and then it's almost like everything's in one place. So if you do forget something, it's like there's a safety net to kind of catch sure. you. Right. right. Did you go over here and Mm -hmm. do that already? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, we have case managers. Yeah, I was to say case manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure,
0: that's phenomenal.
3: They're already having to deal with calling people back and getting appointments and stuff like for their kids. A lot of them, um, their children have been removed like through DCS, and so we help them get their kids back. And they're dealing with all of the different services that their children might be in, and Mm -hmm. so we try to do as much as we can for the moms.
0: I love that. That's fantastic. Do you have any specific su- success stories?
3: I have one client who recently, she recently graduated from our program. She was my client for a while. Um, they moved through different counselors as they're in their um, treatment here. And mm-hmm. she got her GED and she got custody of uh, her older child back. And she re- she recently gave birth to her other child. She was pregnant like the entire time she was in our program. And she gave birth and um, she was able to, keep custody of that child which was really cool and like just seeing her like get to be a mom and um, she's been working too like the whole time she's been in treatment and she went back to work like gosh like a few weeks after she had the baby and I was just I mean because there's no maternity leave yeah in this country so I just she's amazing so I'm really proud of that um, the success stories are they don't happen as frequently as one would like in this particular population so I really try and hold on to to that I have like letters in my office from clients um that they're like oh I have a job now and uh, thank you for helping me with this and I mean they they're the ones that are doing all the work we're just like there to help support them on their journey but it's really important to to hold on to the success stories because it can be really hard um when you know you lose clients and yeah stuff like that that happens from time to time in this job so
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, substance abuse and addiction in general, I think the success rate of people who go into treatment is uh, less than 10%, like, long term. it's.
3: Yeah, well, and what's really cool about our agency is we're really welcoming to the clients, and so we often get clients that come back, Mm. uh, because relapse can be part of anyone's recovery story, and so really cool that they feel comfortable enough to return to our agency. Like that's not an easy thing to do, to come back somewhere um where you had treatment before and maybe it didn't work that time. But you know, every time they come back, I I like to think that we plant seeds. Yeah. And they felt safe enough to come back to our place to to get treatment.
0: Yeah, that's gotta be a hard thing as someone you know who's um identifies as an addict or a person with addiction issues is to admit that they've quote failed because there's usually a ton of those shame feelings are usually at the source of that type of behavior and to admit that you've um sort of missed the mark and relapse in their head I imagine is like very difficult to come back and go hey try number two I'm back yeah yeah
3: yeah there's a lot of shame um so we shame is something that we try to do a lot of work on too Mm -hmm. with clients because that that prevents people from getting well
0: yeah Shame is an interesting topic.
3: It is lots of good Brene Brown uh, TED talks on that. Oh yeah,
0: we love Brene Brown. Mm-hmm.
3: Big fans, mm-hmm.
0: big fans. I'm um, sad. Her did her podcast come back yet? Side note.
3: Oh
1: yeah, I don't know. She took I a beat. Heard any news?
0: Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, where do you want to go with this next?
1: I think in the last few minutes, could we touch on your and Andy's decision for gender creation? Is that what you call? Sorry. I really, I'm i really fascinated. I just don't know the right verbiage to use. Sure. And so I'd love to, and I, I imagine maybe there's other listeners out there, but uh, I'm just really fascinated by that. It seems like a really cool thing you're doing, and I'd love to learn more about that.
3: Sure. Um, so we're doing gender creative parenting uh, with Rory. So th- this is something that I didn't discover until after we had Ren. Um, basically, it just means that we didn't assign a gender based on anatomy and we're using they, them pronouns until Rory can decide how they identify um, gender wise. And so it's not like taking gender away, like they're not just wearing like neutral clothes or whatever, like all gray or tan or whatever. Um, they wear, you know, things that are traditionally feminine, traditionally masculine, anywhere in between. They'll get, they'll play with toys that are, I mean, they don't play with toys yet, but they will have access to toys that are, you know, traditionally for girls or boys and sort of just introducing them to everything so that they're not really put in a box. Um, because a lot of times, at, with, especially with baby stuff and kids stuff, things can be really hyper-gendered and yeah. I, that's sort of always bothered me. And so I just, when I discovered that this was a thing, Um, I thought I would give it a try. Um, For anyone that wants to learn more, there's a really great book called Raising Them by Dr. Kyle Myers, who um, raised their child with gender creative parenting and talks about the experience doing that.
1: That's really cool. And I really like... So I'm a big person on um, how your... uh, How there's a circular relationship between the words that we speak and the thoughts that we have and the actions that we have. It's all connected based on... How we talk, and then it affects how we think, and then how we think affects how we behave and Mm -hmm. circular like that. So I I was really fascinated by just the whole concept of using them and their, and you use it frequently, like every single time you talked about Rory today, you either refer to Rory by Rory's name Uh or you use them and their. And for me, it's kind of, um it it reminded me a little bit about like my vietnamese language because in vietnamese language you actually use a lot of gender neutral words oh that's cool and so like i either when i even talk about myself i don't i usually use the word like i use my name to talk about i talk about myself in third person and or using gender neutral words and so i i was like oh wow i want to learn more about this and yeah just the whole verb like just gender creative parenting Mm -hmm. um That way, our listeners, if they're interested, they can look more into it. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah. And I know a lot of people struggle with um, using, like, the singular they, them, uh, because grammatically it doesn't sound right for a lot of people. And so um, the example that I've seen a lot of people give is, like, somebody, you you find a wallet on the street, and you say, oh, they left their wallet. Someone left their wallet there. You don't know whose wallet it is. Yeah. And so, and you use that word seamlessly, and it's only referring to one person, and um, you know they left their coat here yeah yeah I I've
0: it. seen that exact wallet yeah, <laughs> yeah. example before and it still takes me a minute I mean probably because, Grammar and mm-hmm, English yeah. and just mm-hmm. the way you learn to pluralize things right. still takes me a minute when I read things to go oh yeah okay uh, now I got it switch my brain flip the mm-hmm. little switch and um, even I was out with friends last week and one of the people with us goes by is like a they them pronoun mm-hmm. and I had forgotten this like I think it had been mentioned to me before I even knew this person in person this is my first time meeting them and it didn't get brought back up like they didn't introduce themselves to me as a they them. Mm-hmm. But then another friend referred to them, they blah blah, 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 blah. And I went, who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the friend said their name and mm-hmm. I went, oh, oh, they, them. Got it. OK, mm-hmm. now I'm caught up because I was sure. like, I just needed that. I need that reminder, like at the top of a conversation yeah, sure. or like when I meet it's someone. Yeah, like just remind me right at the top that that's mm-hmm. their preferred pronoun. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, OK, now I'm caught up. Got it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a, a thing to it stuck in your head I think I guess I'm happy that it happens faster for me than it probably does for a lot of people Mm because I know a lot of people really struggle like
3: yeah older generations tend to have a lot more of a challenging time with it than yeah Yeah. I
0: I read something that Gen Gen Z Z is like oh my gosh a huge number of them identify as LGBTQ I mean when I say huge it's like
1: Mm -hmm. big it It was double digits or now like I assume in my mind I wonder if it's a little bit, not completely, but a little bit similar to like autism, right? Like now it's more mm. acceptable to mm. let people know or to publicly announce or share. Right, like Whereas the numbers. before, yeah. th- we didn't have very good statistics because people weren't,
3: Sharing. Open about it but yeah.
1: now yeah. also of generational yeah. differences or whatnot and creating
0: but, all of the yeah. language around yeah. it yeah. has really I think opened it up for people to go maybe that's why I've always yeah. felt mm-hmm. da 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 and now I can just be right. this and yes. that feels comfortable because I've always kind of thought you know mm-hmm. she or he or whatever just didn't I've mm-hmm. never identified as this <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's because we've been evolving as a mm-hmm species and mm-hmm. creating language around these things. I wonder how that pans out in other countries. I wonder as a movement or identification how that feels yeah. worldwide. Because like I guess the statistics we see are here. Mm-hmm.
3: Well and Miley brought up an interesting point about how in different languages there are different words or mm-hmm. more like gender neutral terms and some, the, some countries or some languages there aren't Gender neutral words. Yeah, there's
1: actually specific, like in Spanish, things are either feminized or masculine, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, so it's, Italian.
0: yeah.
3: That makes mm-hmm. it more challenging for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, Italian does that, like, too. It's like apple is a feminine word, and it's mm-hmm. strange. I'm like, why? <laughs> who said so? <laughs> who made this rule? <laughs>
3: yeah, I mean, a lot of things are pretty arbitrary. Like, who decided that dinosaurs are for boys and that and unicorns are for girls or whatever? I don't know.
0: Yeah, my mom, so with my sister and I being only a year apart, my mom often dressed me in colors like blues and greens. Mm -hmm. Maybe because I just had a little bit darker complexion. Like my hair was a little darker and my sister was a little bit blonder. My sister always got dressed in pinks and purples. (laughs) So when you see us in photos together, it's funny. I'm always wearing like these blue green colors and my sister's always in pink and purple. And I mean, for years, I never wanted to wear pink. Like you didn't see me in a pink, any shade of pink until I was... Twenty six to twenty eight, probably. Even now, you will never catch me in a pastel. I don't think I have the I don't think I have the coloring for it. But you'll never see me in like a pastel color. But I wear various shades of pink and purples and all sorts of colors these days. Green was my favorite color for the longest time. I'm like, it's my mom's fault. It's all she ever put me in <laughs> was like blue and green and you know maybe some dark purple. But that's the, how she dressed me as a kid for no apparent reason other than she just wanted people to tell us apart. Because we were so close in size mm-hmm. and age. People mm-hmm. be like, are they twins? I'm like, no. <laughs> Regardless.
1: Is there anything you'd like to talk about or share with our listeners that we haven't talked about?
3: I'm not sure. Um, if anybody does have any questions about doing gender creative parenting or any, any of the other things that I've talked about, you're welcome to send me a DM. Oh, yeah. What's um,
1: your uh, s- uh, handle for uh, Instagram?
3: Um, I'm at SustainableRainbow on Instagram, um, and I have a blog, sustainablerainbow.com, that you can check out if you want to learn more about sustainable fashion. I have a lot of um, different lists of, like, size-inclusive sustainable brands, um, kids sustainable brands, baby brands. Yeah,
0: I hit you up recently when I was like, I have friends who are having kids and baby parties, and I'm like, where can I get, like, gently used good kids clothes? Yeah, if you live in
3: um, Phoenix area, I can I'm happy to share like different secondhand shops for kids or adults. If anyone is curious. Awesome. I love that.
0: My friends uh, in California that are having a baby soon are all about, she's really into it. And he is also always, he's from Germany, which they're very progressive in those ways of Mm -hmm. environmentalism and, you know, sustainability and things. And, so they're just, they're a great match. But they, she's, I went over their house and I saw all the things that she's like found some cool stuff secondhand. Oh, yeah. and they're like, look at all these
3: clothes. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Ren's entire wardrobe and Rory's whole wardrobe is almost entirely secondhand or third or fourth or fifth. And you can
0: find new stuff that way too. Cause babies grow out of things before they even get to wear them. That's em. the
3: thing is it, the entire nursery furnishings for Ren and for Rory, um, pretty much entirely, are secondhand finds. That's amazing. Because they're not in them for very long. So like mm-hmm. a bouncer seat or a crib or a dresser or whatever, like all those things we found secondhand.
0: I think it was my same friend group who said they got a crib secondhand, and they're like, it's like brand new. And then she goes, well, there's a bite mark on one huh? part of it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we had that on one of the, on the crib that we got for Wren, and so um, we just got like a little piece of fabric, oh, yeah. like a teether Nice. Right to go over it. Yeah, my mother-in-law sewed it for her. So genius.
0: I thought that was like well, there Just was cover this the one mark. Yeah, there's this one little bite mark, but it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming in and chatting with us in person. Thank you so
3: much for having me. It was so great. It was fun.
0: Hopefully it wasn't as scary as (laughs) anticipated.
3: (laughs) No, 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 it was great. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to come back again if you ever want a third-time guest. Awesome. Awesome. You might might be
0: our first third-time guest, too. (laughs) Women's Recovery Center, Sustainable Mm -hmm. Rainbow, all of the things. Find Jessica on Instagram. We'll be sure to tag her in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Love you. Love, Love you, too. Thank you.